Hi, I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. And most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. Happy New Year. Is anyone happy? You got to be happy for it to be a happy new year. Jesus is happy. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Happy new year, Jesus. Oh, anybody ready for a new year? <sighs> this means yes. <laughs> Come on, let's, uh, let's do this together this morning, right? <clears throat> we came to uh, encounter God not just to sit and uh, listen to someone else talk. Amen? Amen. Whew, God's in a good mood. And he's taken us from glory to glory. Thank you, Jesus. God's got good things in store. I, uh, I'm stirred up by what I'm feeling in the presence of God. And I'm not just, I'm not just saying that because it's something you should say. I'm genuinely stirred up prophetically by what I'm feeling God is saying and preparing for this season. Thank you, Jesus. We were talking about this being a house of miracles earlier, and uh, I got a report uh, during worship after I said that. Uh, uh, A young lady in worship said she was ministering at another church um, this morning already, did their early service, and then came to church here. I'm like, you're starting the new year off right. And uh, went and ministered at this church and saw a cancerous tumor dissolve this morning. Come on, let's try that again. This morning, in this city, she saw a cancerous tumor dissolve this morning in the name of Jesus, by the power of Jesus. And in the love of Jesus, wow, you know what? God is still on the throne, and God is getting ready to display his goodness in a new measure, and I just declare that prophetically over us as a house. Thank you, Jesus. I, uh, you know, I pray, and into the new year, as my wife was sharing, she was praying into the new year and got very similar, very similar word. And I love that, you know, that God is speaking to you uh, when your wife hears the same thing, because she's always right. So, <laughs> so it's good confirmation. And, uh, you know, I just want to take you on a, on a little, on a little backstory as I, as I uh, build up towards uh, this year, and what I feel like God is saying, and uh, everyone knows that the last the last couple years have been a bit of a challenge, but things are shifting, and that's part of the declaration. And uh, in going into the year uh, 2020, I was praying and I was asking the Lord, "What's this year going to be about, God?" And there was a lot of prophetic swirl going around the end of uh, 2019, going into 2020, and a lot of prophetic swirl about 2020. God's giving the church, uh, you know, perfect vision and clarity of vision. And I'm not saying that stuff was wrong in particular, but when I inquired of the Lord, I said, God, what's 2020 going to be about? And he said, clearly, he said, it's a year of cutting out the fat and trimming the fat. I went, Ooh, okay. That doesn't sound as fun <laughs> as a twenty. But faithfully, I I I preached that uh, just as we were heading into 2020, and then sure enough, it was um, it was obviously a very challenging year. But what I found in my observation is that those things that that were barely hanging on fell off, <laughs> and those things that were rooted got deeper and richer in the Lord. And I believe that by design, God was allowing, God God didn't cause the season, but God will use whatever season comes upon us. 
Pastor Bill loves to say, he can win with whatever hand he's dealt. And, uh, and so the, the church became leaner, more focused, more connected. How many people know that we found out that we need each other in a whole new way? And, and we became leaner, but when you become leaner is when you're ready to run. Don't worry, it'll sink in in a second. <laughs> and so 2020 obviously was full of challenge. And at the end of uh, 2020, as that was ending, there was a lot of excitement, right, in the natural of like, thank God 2020 is coming to a close. And there was so much hype about 2021 is going to be, whoo. It was like people were expecting a switch, a magic switch to go off. And like once that year ended, all the challenges were gonna disappear and it was gonna be a fresh start. And again, I was praying, I said, God, what's 2021 gonna be like? <laughs> and God said, it's gonna start, the start of 2021 is gonna be like a kick in the pants. And that's me interpreting it politely. <laughs> to what he had, and he was speaking to me. He, he wasn't giving this to me. I don't think if he was like, preach this to the church, he probably would have framed it nicer. He just talks to me, frankly. But he was talking to me. He was preparing me. He was like, he, and he literally said, the start is going to be, it's going to feel like a kick in the pants. But. There's going to be a shift about May, and things are going to uh, shift and lift, and, and you're not going to end the year the way it starts. And the start of the year for us personally had some challenges. Um, uh, we lost one of our, our own uh, team members, one of our leaders, to COVID on December uh, 27th of uh, 2020. And so that was, so then we dealt with that as a community going into the new year, had a memorial service for her and, and had to come together and, 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 uh, and mourn together and encourage each other. And then, you know, Snowmageddon happened and, and uh, like, are there going to be more shutdowns? And it was, it was a wild start of the year. Now, that's all a buildup to get to where I'm going because the other week I was, I was, spending time with the Lord, I was hanging out and praying, and I actually wasn't asking the Lord, yet I wasn't at this time asking the Lord about 2022, I wasn't. I was just hanging out with God, and all of a sudden, God just broke in to my prayer time. Don't you love it when God interrupts your prayer time? And uh, <laughs> I always like, I'm always like, what I was saying wasn't important enough, God, or like, he's like, yeah, yeah, can we get to what we really should be talking about? And it, so he like, bro, he broke in and he was like, hey, you remember when I told you last year was going to be like a kick in the pants? Again, polite version. And I was like, uh, yeah. And, I, and I, I think he reminded me of that. He's like, I just want you to remember that because now I'm about to tell you about 2022. And I think he's, he said that as a validation. Like, remember that? I told you that. 2020, it came to pass. 2021 came to pass. And he said, 2022 is going to be the year of acceleration. And listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not a hype preacher. Going into 2020, I stood up here and I said, it's going to be a year of trimming the fat. <laughs> so I'm not a hype preacher, right? <clears throat> but I'm telling you, what I feel like the Lord said, he said, 2022 is going to be the year of acceleration. And it's going to be the year of acceleration. And then, I, and then I, he showed me a picture. And I've been recently, I've been getting more and more into uh, Formula One racing and just intrigued by that. And it's awesome. And for my 45th birthday, the church bought me tickets to the, to the Formula One um, it just happened, and it was awesome. Got to go, and so he showed me this picture of a race car just accelerating, and a unique dynamic about 
uh, Formula One racers or probably racers in general is the amount of G-forces that they undergo uh, going around turns at those high speeds, that it is, it is difficult to sustain your head during all those G-forces, lap after lap after lap, and they have to actually train vigorously to strengthen their necks, to, to maintain their head, to handle the, the whole race. And so there was this acceleration in this vision, right? And I saw the driver in the cockpit and the driver was struggling to maintain his head because of the acceleration. And God said, you need to pay attention to your connection to the head. You need to strengthen your connection to the head. Who's the head? The father, Jesus. God is releasing, God is getting ready to release a season of acceleration so much so that we need to pay attention to our connection to the head. Thank you, Jesus. And the other unique dynamic is that it was, the drivers, they squeeze into those cars and it feels tight. And that was the other thing he highlighted in the vision was that it felt tight. So even in the acceleration doesn't mean that everything is going to feel like roses. <laughs> There's going to be moments it feels like a tight squeeze, but sometimes that God moving so fast feels like a challenge. How many people are up for the challenge? <laughs> Come on, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> so we're about to jump into this, but uh, last story building up to this, and I shared it last night, but uh, my wife and I, we just bought a new, a new house on uh, two acres and we're super blessed. We love it. It's taken lots of work. It was a, it was definitely a fixer upper um, to the umpteenth degree, and uh, so we've just been working. It, we we bought it. We closed on it uh, months ago, but it's taken lots of renovation even to move in. So we've been in it for about six weeks now, and but we were out there all the time working on the land and clearing trees and all that stuff, and none of the time had, had we seen any snakes yet on the property, but on New Year's Eve, we, uh, we saw and killed a copperhead snake on New Year's Eve, and then on New Year's Day, we saw and killed a bigger copperhead snake. Hadn't seen any snakes, and then and then New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, small one, New Year's Eve, a big one, <clears throat> New Year's Day. And after the second one, Renee's like, that's crazy. Two snakes in less than 24 hours. There must be something prophetic to this. And I was like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. And uh, I mean, I didn't get any download or anything. I was like, yeah, well, maybe, probably. And But then that yesterday, so Later that evening, we show up at church here. So last night, and uh, I'm about to open the service. And as I'm about to come up and open the service, God hits me with this download. He said, you killed, you, you're small snake New Year's Eve, big snake New Year's Day. He's like, you're coming into the season of killing snakes. And your authority and your ability to kill snakes is increasing. That God's taking the church to a place of killing bigger snakes. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say season of acceleration. If you got a Bible, and I hope you have a Bible, open it to Luke chapter 10. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you in this place. You're good all the time. <clears throat> in, in Luke 10, starting in verse 17, it's the story that Jesus gathered uh, the 70 or the 72 together, and he blessed them. He sent them out before his face to go, to go into the, the world and to, and to represent the kingdom, go and to do the stuff. And the 70 go out blessed, and in verse 17, they return. And it says, the 72 returned with joy. Someone say joy. And said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes 
and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. He's given us authority over snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Do you know, it <clears throat> doesn't really have to do with the message, but I love that the next thing it says is that in that hour, Jesus rejoiced. And it literally, the, the word literally means that he, he leaped up in the air with twisting and shouting and exuberant great joy. That Jesus sent out the 70, he, he, they spent time with him, they watched him, and now he said, listen, trial run. And he blessed them and he sent them out and they went and they healed the sick and they preached the gospel and they cast out demons and they came back all excited and, and he made sure he recentered things back to the point. He said, don't rejoice, don't rejoice in the stuff, just in the signs and wonders, but make sure you're rejoicing because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But then it says that Jesus himself, in that moment, he rejoiced. He jumped up in the air with twisting and shouting. When you look up the word, it means he jumped up in the air with twisting and shouting, exuberant great joy. It means Jesus had a Jesus party. And why did he do that? Because his children were getting it. They were moving into the authority that he paid a great price that they would possess. Come on, thank you, Jesus. I'm skipping ahead in the message right now, but do you know the key, uh, the antidote for Christian boredom is breakthrough? The key, for, the key for Christian boredom is breakthrough. Listen, if you're bored, you just need some breakthrough. Listen, when you start seeing cancer's tumors dissolve, you're not bored anymore. When you start seeing marriages restored in front of you, you're not bored anymore. When you start seeing people give their heart to Jesus, you're not bored anymore. All of a sudden, this becomes the most exciting thing you could think of doing with your time. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. John 10.10 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy I have come that they may have life and they may have life more abundantly, Jesus speaking. That Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Jesus. That we are moving into a season of acceleration. And this, in this season of acceleration that God is declaring over us that it's time to dream again. In fact, it's time to reclaim our ability to dream. Come on, and Renee was talking about it powerfully during communion, that God wants to restore all, but if God wants to restore, then we have to engage our dreaming into what he wants to restore. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And God is reminding us it's time to ask anew again. I'm waiting for you to catch up. It's time to ask afresh again. It's time to re-engage our dreaming with faith, knowing that God, by his decree, is ready to move powerfully and to release acceleration. It's time to start, to start dreaming. It's time to break off the stupor that the enemy tried to slowly heap upon us over the last two years. That sometimes if you want to attack an enemy, uh, uh, you do it quickly, but sometimes the more effective way is to do it slowly. And we all know the analogy of the frog in the pot. If you turn the heat up slowly, it doesn't realize it's boiling. Well, there's been a stupor that's slowly been trying to release over the church over the last two years that has dumbed down our dreaming. That 
for many of us, we've been in survival mode. <laughs> but God's saying it's time to get out of survival mode and get in the race car. And I literally feel this prophetically for some of us, it's just as simple as a light bulb coming on going, oh yeah, I haven't been dreaming. I've been, I've been sustaining, I've been surviving, I've been holding on. And listen, sometimes that's the decree. Stand firm, right? But the decree is shifting from standing to dreaming. The moving for God is getting ready to accelerate. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's time to reclaim what the enemy has stolen. In Acts chapter 2, Peter, <clears throat> Peter preaches a famous message. They come out of the upper room. The Holy Spirit has just fallen. How many people are thankful for the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I got a message in my heart coming up called the Holy Spirit is a difference maker. But the Holy Spirit just fallen. They come out of the upper room and, and Peter preaches and he makes this prophetic declaration. This is that that the prophet Joel prophesied. Speaking of Joel 2, and he references that prophetic statement of old men dreaming dreams. Young men seeing visions and old men dreaming dreams and the Lord declaring that I'm going to pour out my spirit on the men servants and the maid servants. What does that mean? That means no one gets left out. I feel like I should say that part again. <laughs> that no one gets left out. The power of God, the grace of God. Listen, God doesn't play favoritism. Anyone who wants to be in gets in. Anyone who's hungry gets fed. Anyone who wants more receives. Anyone who asks receives. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be fed. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this is that. It's time to dream. Can God wake up your dreaming? That was a real question. Can God wake up your dreaming again? Will you, will you allow him to, to restoke the fire of dreaming? And in fact, that this is a that this is a your dreaming in this season is a prophetic weapon because your dreaming tells the enemy that you're pursuing, you're coming after all that he's stolen. We're just time to put the enemy on notice. Come on, thank you, Jesus. There's a story in uh, 1 Samuel 30, and I'm not going to go into it all, but, but it's the story of King David and his armies, and they're, they're out fighting the battle, and their hometown, Ziglag, gets raided, and they come back, and all the people are gone. There's just destruction. But God always does something powerfully in the darkest moments for those who will seek his face and ask. There's a key there. God always does something powerful in the darkest moments for those who will look for the light. And King David, the Bible says that, that uh, they wept. It says that they cried until they could cry no more tears. David and his men, they returned home to their hometown to find nothing but destruction. Everything burned, all the people gone. And they wept until they couldn't weep anymore. There's a time for mourning. Amen. But then it says of David that he strengthened himself in the Lord. He went and got alone with God and said, God, I know this is what it looks like in the natural, but I know who you are. I know that you're good. And he has it out with God until he prays through the breakthrough. And then he says, God, what shall I do? 
Shall I pursue them? And then God makes a statement. He says, you shall pursue them, you will overtake them, and you will recover all. You will you will pursue them. Listen, we need our pursuit in this season looks like our willingness to stir up that thing again that says, God, I'm gonna dream. I'm gonna dream prophetically in this season. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prophetic plan of what success looks like in this year. Come on, thank you, Jesus. That puts the enemy on notice. But you will pursue, then you will overtake, then you will recover all. Come on, thank you, Jesus. And it says that they, that they battled from twilight till the evening of the next day. It was, it was a battle. It wasn't just a hand me. <laughs> Then we have to grab a hold of the promises of God and keep on holding and keep on dreaming and keep on pushing because even as God has spoken this about acceleration, already the enemy's trying to uh, detour. He's trying to distract. He's kind of trying to discourage already. Cases are up again and COVID and different things are going on and the enemy's trying to get our eyes off the problem and God's going, are you going to keep pursuing? Because you can't recover all until you pursue. And you have to keep pursuing until you overtake. And when you overtake, you will recover all. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Uh, Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. <clears throat> says, will a man rob God? Sorry, verse 8, Malachi 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you had, have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? in tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And now listen, <clears throat> and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. We, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. How many people would like the Lord to rebuke the devourer on your behalf? Come on, I'm about to, to dive into this, but I just heard the most encouraging testimony last night. A young lady in our environment uh, came up and, and started sharing this testimony with me. And she just recently got a phone call uh, from someone that we, that we both know, a, a prophetic uh, gentleman, and uh, uh, very prophetic, but not, not you know, uh, world known. Many of you wouldn't even know this person's name, but, but a friend of God. And this person called her from another state, said, hey, I feel like I have a word for you. And he said, I, and I, I know you, I know your heart for God. I know you tithe, but I feel like the Lord's saying that, uh, that, that the devourer has been attacking your tithe and it's time to rebuke the devourer. And this young lady's been in some financial uh, stress and, and, and has been without a car for 11 months. And, 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 uh, but she, her response was, yes, uh, you know, of course I tithe. I, I have it on auto tithe. It's just automatic, you know, I, I tithe. And, and the person said, well, I don't know, but that was the word. So I just wanted to be faithful to give it. And so she hung up and then she felt stirred. She's like, huh, I feel like I'm supposed to check. So she went on to check her auto tithe and something had happened and it hadn't been auto tithing for three months. And I hadn't realized, just thought, you know, that it always just came out and hadn't realized that it, 
the tithe wasn't happening. She went, oh no, I got to correct this, right? And tight financially, but said, you know what? I'm going to fix this. I'm going to take care of this right now. And as she did, when she fixed that, <clears throat> she got a friend came to her and said, the Lord's impressed upon my heart that I'm supposed to give you my car. Now, here's, here's the part that I love. <clears throat> she, she said, uh, you know, obviously, like, are you sure? Like, is this the Lord? Have you prayed? Right, obviously, like, you, like, make sure, right? <laughs> and, and, and the person's like, yes, I'm sure. I've actually been wrestling this through with God. He's actually been telling me this for 11 months, and I've been, and I've been dragging my feet. Now, now listen, let me paint the picture more clearly. This, this person, this young lady, has been without a car for 11 months. But something was holding up her blessing. The blessing that God had already been initiating, that was already hovering in the heavens, if we could say it that way. But something was holding it up until the word came forth that it's time to rebuke the devourer. And as soon as, as, soon as uh, the devourer was rebuked by the Lord, uh, the blessing was cleared up instantly. The blessing was released and provision was released. There are promises that are hovering over you and it's time to start rebuking the devourer. It's time to invite the Lord to rebuke the devourer on your behalf. Come on, thank you, Jesus. I... <clears throat> I mentioned that this is, this is uh, the prophetic decree that I feel very strongly from the Lord. But also, uh, the enemy is obviously going to challenge that decree. The enemy is not going to be like, oh, great, the church, the body of Christ, you all are going to accelerate in the Lord. No problem. Go for it. No, he wants, to, he wants to distract us from that promise. Does that make sense? And uh, so I was... I was talking with, um, with, with Eddie, uh, our associate pastor, and uh, just the other day, and, uh, and he was going through this list of like, it's been, a, it's been a crazy season for them, as it's been a crazy season for many of us. He was just listing off all these things that have just gone wrong, that have broken, that have malfunctioned, that thing like expensive, all these things, and I'm like, this is crazy, <laughs> This is crazy, like what you're listing off. And I feel like in the middle of him speaking, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord used a phrase that, that, that he'd given Eddie years ago. And the Lord said, it's time to ask for uncommon favor again. And here's where we're going we're gonna to land. It's time to ask for uncommon favor again. It's time to rebuke the devourer. And it's time to ask for uncommon favor again. But we have to be able to dream to ask for uncommon favor. I want, listen, I think it's time to have a movement of uncommon favor. If we have not because we ask not, then it's time to start asking. If the Lord's saying that acceleration is upon us, then we should ask for acceleration. We should ask for breakthrough. Come on. We should ask for raises. Thank you, Rusty. <laughs> we should ask for raises. We should ask for favorable settlements. We should ask for inheritances. We should ask for, for past lawsuits to be settled. We should ask for uh, promotions at work. We should ask for favor with neighbors. We should ask for uncommon favor. It's the season to pursue it because the Lord is saying the fruit is ripe on the vine. Will someone grab it? Will someone take it? Will someone partake in what I am providing? Come on. A movement of uncommon favor. Revelation 19.10 says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And, and what that embodies is, is that what God has done once that he's willing and able to do again. 
that they will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the power of their testimony. And yes, obviously testimony, what the Lord has done in my life for salvation, but, what, but salvation is, is fullness, wholeness, provision. All of those things are included in sozo, the word salvation. The testimony of Jesus. Listen, God, we need to go after a season of uncommon favor, a movement of uncommon favor. And I want to tie in something right here. We've learned the power of the testimony in the miraculous. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. And people get healed all the time, and we've learned the power. We've learned the reality that in, that in the miraculous, even 2% is a testimony. And I just, I just use healing, and, and God's about to release some healing in this room. I can feel it, I can feel it in my bones. I've been waiting all morning for this. In that, we've learned that 2% is a testimony. What does that mean? That means if, if you had back pain and the pain is 2% better, someone prays, makes the declaration, the pain's 2% better, what does that mean? That means God has stepped into the equation. That means God has started something, and what he starts, he likes to finish. That means that God, by giving you 2%, he's given you a seed that you get to choose how to steward. That we can ignore it and go, I'm still 98% not healed. I guess God didn't do anything, and that seed dies. Or we take the seed with thanksgiving, and we worship God, and we thank him for it, and the seed grows. Like, wow, this 2%, oh, God, you're amazing. You stepped into the equation. The next thing you know, you're like, you're 20% better. Like, wow, God, this is incredible. I'm 20% better. Then you're 50% better. And then you can, you can praise your way into full breakthrough. And, and here's another thing that we've learned. By giving God thanks for someone else's breakthrough increases your breakthrough. That when you give God thanks for someone else's 2%, Right, we see this all the time. When we give God thanks for someone else's 2%, all of a sudden it brings us face to face with our own breakthrough. Because he's the generous father. You know, whew, thank you, Jesus. A movement of, of uncommon favor. Here's what I, I want to see. I want to see a movement of the testimony of Jesus through this house, through the bride of uncommon favor, even if it starts with 2%. <laughs> what does that mean? That means, that means like, oh, I got a 10 cent raise at work. Tell somebody. Tell everybody. <laughs> like, oh, I went up to the cash register to buy something and I didn't have a coupon, but they said, hey, it's your lucky day. It's 10% off. Tell somebody. You're like, oh, that feels silly. Listen, it's a seed. What are we going to do with it? Right? Even if the full breakthrough doesn't come, if you get 2%, give thanks to God and tell somebody. Post it. Post it. I'm not a fan of social media, but I'm telling you, post it. Use it. Call someone. Text someone. Email the church. Call. Listen, you're like, this feels city. silly. City? Yes, God, touch the city. Look. This feels silly, but I'm telling you, it's a prophetic act. Can you do it with me? Uncommon favor, even the 2%. And if you hear a testimony of someone's 2%, and listen, it could be 50%, it could be 100%, right? But if you hear a testimony of someone's 2%, rejoice with them like it's 100%. And we will break through into a season corporately of uncommon favor. Oh, come on. I told you I was stirred up. I'm excited. Can you be stirred up with me? Can we, can we be stirred up together? Thank you, Jesus. A season of, of uncommon favor. It's upon us. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. God is in the house. 
Might get someone on the keys to come by. Come on up. The key for Christian boredom is breakthrough. <laughs> Listen, and again, the seed, the key for Christian boredom is breakthrough. Not to focus on what God hasn't done yet, but to focus on what he has done. The 2%. The crab will hold up and go, thank you, God. You're so amazing. You're so good. You're so wonderful. Look, it started. God can't ignore that type of gratefulness. Thank you. Last week, uh, I wasn't able to come to service last minute. Our, our family was fine, but someone that we did Christmas with uh, tested positive for COVID, and we got the message uh, driving to service last Sunday. And we're like, oh, no, what do we do? Like, ah. So um, Eddie graciously and, and powerfully stepped up with 20 minutes notice and preached and brought the fire, and it was awesome. And, uh, but, but, uh, my message from last week was, um, a community that's undefeatable. And I'm not going to preach that, that whole message now, maybe another time, but there's this one, there's this one part about, and the whole thing is about communion, about being for each other. If we'll lay down our lives for each other, it creates a barrier that the enemy can't penetrate. If we will live sacrificially for each other. The enemy can't infiltrate that camp. Come on, thank you, Jesus. And I had this, this point in there about, I grew up in Southern California in the height of kind of, uh, there was a lot of gang activity and, and I, I didn't live in an area that was riddled with it, but it was, it was part of culture and there was like movies coming out about it. It was music and you know, gangster rap and all this stuff. It was like permeating culture even especially where I was living in Southern California. And, and gangs is obviously counterfeit community, right? Not God's version, right? But counterfeit community. People who don't have this, what we have, but are searching for something, right? And gen genuinely, they know they, they need something, they're searching for something, and they, they find a counterfeit version but counterfeit always has a measure of the truth in it, right? That, all, that is covered in, in perversion. But there's a measure of truth. And what, and what the gangs do get right is this. If you mess with one, you mess with all. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what if we could embody that as a church, as a family? Listen, I'm not just rebuking the devourer for my household. Listen, what if the enemy started to know that, man, I can't touch Bethel Austin? Because if I, if, I, if, I, if I try to take a bite from one person, I got 800 people rebuking me. Seriously, taking a stand and going after me and chasing me out of town. Whew. You mess with what? You mess with all. What if we corporately start to go after a season of uncommon favor? Can I say that again? What if we corporately? What if we're praying not just for yourself? What if you're praying for the whole family? And listen, when I say it's not even supposed to stop with us, but it's got to start somewhere so that it can snowball. Let's go there together. Come on, thank you, Jesus. I feel like God wants to do miracles in teeth right now. Uh, I feel like someone's got pain in the, in the, the like, Dental miracles, but pain in the teeth of two people are standing already. Three, like God is, is doing that. Pain in the jaw and teeth area. Just go ahead and stand. Um, pain in, in the, the knee, the joint, like the front part of the knee. Uh, just stand. If that's you, arthritis, stand. <laughs> There's grace. 
There's grace in the house. <clears throat> brain, brain fog. <clears throat> and I know uh, lots of people could stand for that. Like we'll, we, we have fo foggy weeks. But I, but, and you can stand. But specifically, the word of knowledge is for there was a condition, medical condition that left you with brain fog. And God is uh, restoring that in Jesus' name. If that's you, stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, spinal uh, conde condensed vertebrae, compacted vertebrae in the spine, stand up. Uh, pain in, the, in like the bottom of back of the heel area, and it like, it's painful, but sometimes it even kind of causes like a numbness uh, of, um, a numbness of sorts. Stand up. I mentioned neuropathy earlier. Stand up for that. We mentioned the testimony of the tumor dissolving. If that's you, stand up. Bladder, the bladder condition, stand up. And if you literally feel, if you just like, if you're not standing yet, but you literally feel like, I feel grace in the room for whatever I came in with that I don't want to leave with, if that's you, I want you to stand up. Uh, recurring migraines, I feel that really strong. Just stand up. Listen. <clears throat> We're going to corporately release uncommon favor right now. Thank you, Jesus. <sighs> yeah, just turn your heart to God. The seed has already been released in the form of the testimony. Just thank God for his nearness. Out loud. Your words, thank you, thank you, God, thank you. Yeah, lower lower back pain that shoots down through uh, the glutes, uh, kind of into the back, of the, into the leg. Uh, if that's you, stand up. I just felt that. Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Now, if you're standing, put a hand up high. Put a hand up high. If you're not standing, you're just gonna go release the favor of God over them. We're gonna be a family. We're gonna release breakthrough. But listen. We're going to take about 30 seconds for this, <clears throat> 30 seconds. I don't want you to pray your best, practice, polished prayer. I just want you to release grace over whatever part of their body needs to be touched. And hear me, we're going to take 30 seconds. So you don't have time to, to crank up your prayer machine, just release grace over them. And we have two rules. Rule number one, <clears throat> you're not allowed to pray hard. And rule number two, you have to have fun. Come on. Listen, find someone to pray for real quick. And if you still got your hand up and no one's praying for you, just start waving. Just wave. No one's praying for you. Just wave your hand. And listen, if, you're, if you got your hand up and you're waving, you're standing next to someone else with their hand up waving, just turn around and pray for each other. Why? Because when you release or you rejoice in someone else's breakthrough, huh? Whoa. Thank you, Father. It brings you face to face with your own. Now I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you 10 seconds to pray your best uncommon favor prayer over their body. We're not pleading, we're just releasing what God has already decreed and declared in Jesus' name. Huh. Your best uncommon favor prayer for 10 seconds, <laughs> go. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, Father, I thank you for your grace in the room right now. Father, I thank you for breaking off pain. I thank you for breaking off uh, pain in the, in the teeth and the jaw area. Father, I thank you for doing dental miracles in the room right now, in Jesus' name, in the house, even in kids' church, in the lobby, in the hallway. Father, I thank you for migraines disappearing in Jesus' name, shoulder pain disappearing in Jesus' name, neuropathy disappearing in Jesus' name, uh, arthritis, listen, arthritis vanishing in the name of Jesus. Someone say, come on, Jesus. Say it like you mean it now. Come on, Jesus. Just say this out loud. Say this out loud with me. Say, Jesus, I release the grace of uncommon favor 
over their body in the name of Jesus, and I command this condition to disappear, to flee right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And say this last part, say, Jesus, partnering with you and your breakthrough is a ton of fun. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, last, come on, give him praise. Real quick, real quick, we prayed by faith. Shh, listen, listen, shh. Remember the 2%, the 2% rule, 2% is still a testimony. So we prayed by faith. I want you to check your body by faith. Give me, listen, 60 more seconds. Check your body right now. Bend, twist, jump up and down, move your neck, your shoulder, pick your wife up over your head, uh, do something. Come on, check your body by faith. That means you're looking for what the Lord has done, not looking for what he hasn't yet done. You're looking for that 2% or 10% or 100%. Listen, how many people, shh, listen, listen, this is the end. How many people right now would say God brought some measure of breakthrough to your body at any point this morning? Maybe it was during worship. Put your hand up really high and start to wave like this. Why are, why are we waving? Because the testimony of Jesus is, keep waving. Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Look, look around. Keep waving. Look around. How many people would say it's 20% better or more? Keep waving. Come on. 40% better or more? Keep waving. 60% better or more? Keep waving. 80% better or more? Keep waving. Come on. 100%. Keep waving. Come on. Look at that. Come on. Thank you. Let's give him praise. No, no, can we end by giving him praise for a season of uncommon favor? Come on, we give you praise, Father, no, in Father, advance now for what you're getting ready to do in this season, in Jesus' name. Listen, if you got healed, come and tell us the testimony. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.